Today's program was brought to you by Bonnie Plants, bonnieplants.com. Hi, this is Celia Cutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. And welcome to Sharp and Hot. I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson, broadcasting to you live from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Joining me in the studio is producer Anne. Hi, Anne. Hello. It's a very special day because we have what I'm calling our peanut gallery. <laughs> hey, you guys. Hello. Yeah. So, listeners have heard me mention that I teach in the food studies program at NYU, and today was the final exam for a handful of students who don't also have to go to work or second class this afternoon. Awesome. And Meg's joining us, and it was her idea, and she <laughs> said, can we come with you to the radio station? And I said, sure. So we all got on the L train, and then we all got beer, because it is Cinco de Mayo, an American opportunity to sort of... Appropriate another drinking college. Appropriate. <laughs> sure. sure. So um, these guys Awful. had their final exam, which means I spent all morning eating 18 people's food and now I have a beer so if ever there's a day I'm going to burp on the air again it's today you know I got your back <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm going to take a picture of this yeah so take a like picture and, and we'll to everybody, there are like here let's see if I can and like the goal is in. here we yeah, go all right. Hey, this is great radio. Listeners who can't see this. I know. Sorry, that was guys. No, it's Let perfect. me spell it out. Okay. okay. So they all leaned in. <laughs> so joining us also is my colleague, Kalila. Hi, Kalila. Hello. So Kalila brought out to my... Well, so let me set this up. A couple of weeks ago, she puts on Facebook, does anyone have a yard I can open? Uh, basically a biohazard that's regulated by the FAA that's eaten traditionally in Sweden at this time of year. Oh, I saw those pictures. Surstroming. Okay. okay. So I have a yard, and I like Kalila, and I like what I, like I'm a say yes to everything kind of person. <laughs> and so I, I chimed in and said, I do. So she brought it out with her lovely husband and friend Dan, uh, her husband Judah and her friend Dan, and we had friends over, and we opened this can of fish. Are these the photographs that I saw on the Instagram? Yes. The it, they like looked Nazi. <laughs> like it looked like smelly. So we looked at a couple of YouTube videos before opening okay. it ourselves. Right. And the, one of them, it was um, dudes in a... Uh, in are they no the the podcast guys oh. in the bunker or One something. Swedish, yeah. So it looked just like here. It was like hunting lodge feeling. And... They almost, they like gagged on air. And I was like, oh my God. But they were inside. And I didn't see the Texas guys, but like they were just about throwing up. Oh, they were barking all over the place. They were barking all over the place. <laughs> awesome. So Kalila comes over and she says, here it is. And I'm like, yes. It sounds great. So there's all this like, anticipation. And the, the I have to say, the packaging, the can itself was beautiful. It's like, it had like, yeah, so the, mm. it's yellow and orange and yellow, orange and swollen. Sounds awesome. Completely pu- like so. Picture a large tuna fish can, but the top and bottom were like so it wouldn't. Yeah, no. It like rocked when you set it down. So we take it outside. We set up like we put out a picnic table, right. and it was really pretty. We had some aquavit, and we open this thing, and so we're all standing there like highly anticipating. And I click it with the can opener, and nothing happens. Okay. And I was like, uh oh. So I turn the crank like a quarter of a turn and it goes oh, like <laughs> and shoots across the yard and like is foaming out of the crack that I have created, letting go a smell that 
I will never forget. <laughs> I will never forget. Have you ever forgot, like, not changed the water on sunflowers for too long? No. <laughs> How about Give forgotten no. a bag of onions behind, like, your walk? in the cabinet and suddenly you're like or maybe like a cat died underneath oh, your stairs oh man oh man it's like this sweet sickening decay that and then we ate it and then Disgusting. we ate it yes so it has kept vikings Gross. alive for thousands of years all right, all and right. so it's like this rite of passage it's on the list of like things you have to eat before you die you know if you're going to be like a real food adventurer okay. So Kalila made these. She brought all of this, like, beautiful... Traditional accoutrement. Traditional So chopped um, hard-boiled eggs, diced potato. My husband picked some red bud flowers off of our tree, which are edible and pink and delicious on flatbread that she procured from Ikea and butter. So we open up the can, and it's it looks like the fish still looks shiny and healthy. It is without its head, okay. and it has been eviscerated. But when you pick it up, it... This has the consistency of like runny egg. And the liquid that it is pooled Mm. in is the color of chocolate milk. Come on. So the best, there's there's two good photographs that came out of this. One is the one that I posted of holding the the fish above the can Uh that went on Instagram. The other, I don't think the public has seen yet. Kalila took it of me as I have stepped away from the table and I'm trying my damnedest to not throw up <laughs> because I can't stomach the smell. Here, there, there it is. So we'll, we'll put that up on. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So my husband's father is a direct descendant. He is a Swede. And okay. so no, under no circumstances would it be normal for anyone to eat it straight out of the can. It's put on this like sandwich or on a roll. Right. But we have friends, who, uh, one of our friends is like, I'm just going to eat it. And just took like a little bit along with my husband who just took a little and put it. And my husband said, there's something in my body that remembers this. Like there was some sort of like genetic identity. Like, yep, I know that. I know that salty, putrid, rotten sunflower fish flavor. That's dead cat. That's awesome. So it's like dead cat that's eaten a lot of fish before it dies. Yeah, and and then allowed to ferment like kombucha. Mm. Like it has this like sweetness that I think is what really I couldn't. So that being said, we had a very adventurous food weekend. It was great. We had a great time. The only time I ever ate Swedish food, friends of mine got married in Sweden. She's from Swedish descent. Um, and I ended up, like, on our second day there getting, like, crazy sick. It was, like, it, it was like food poisoning, like, on crack. Like, oh, it was no. crazy. And it's a word that I cannot remember now, if anybody can. Is it surstroming? It literally... <laughs> is it exactly what I just described? Um, no, but it literally translated to Swedish puke sick. Like, that's just oh. the translation, and you just get that for, like, a certain part of the year. So, me and Swedish food, I'm like, all right. See, under you normal do, you circumstances, mark in your, in your history book. Yeah, I mean, not the yeah, preserve, yeah, 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 the pickled yeah. and preserved fish is, you know, but it's like potatoes and eggs and breads and jelly and lingon and I'm yeah. glad you had an adventure. It was it was I will never Kalila, I want to publicly thank you. I will never forget <laughs> that day for as long as I live. That was quite quite an exciting trip. So <laughs> So I wanna say that I was I was a little sad because the hashtag sharp and hot on Instagram was very quiet this weekend and I realized I think it's because I didn't say, I forgot to say something about it last week on the show and so I just want to put out there to everybody if you are having food adventures of any sort 
share them with me because the pile of cookbooks just keeps growing and I need people to mail them to. So as much yeah. as I want to see your, you know, somebody sent me a picture of baked bread that they made. Hi, Oz from Houston, Texas. I think so it was fun. Houston. Maybe it was Dallas. I'm such it. a bad New Yorker. <laughs> Somewhere in Texas. Um, so I sent him my copy of the Great Outdoors cookbook from Sunset Magazine that we had because I figured Texas, that's the Great Outdoors. Cool. So any baked bread. <laughs> nice, nice. There's really no rhymers. And I have, I have a bunch of books that have nothing to do with food that I'm really excited to just send to some. Like, I got a copy of um, Dr. Pohl's Never Turn Your Back on an Angus Cow. He was, he's the, like, TV vet who travels around and, like, talks to... Are you burping I'm on air before I am? <laughs> It's like I'm trying to do like the chest pat and oh, come out silently. It's not happening. <laughs> I'll let you know though. It'll be loud. We should crap. just we should just own it. Well, okay. It. All right. Um, so anyway, hashtag sharp and hot on Instagram. We really do enjoy seeing what you guys are up to, and I get a real thrill when I see something on there. Like, oh, somebody's listening. That's amazing. Um, the other thing is, we are in the last week of our Kickstarter campaign, mm-hmm. and we are within. Hey, uh, Jack, are you listening? Are you out there? <laughs> I'm here. Hi, Jack. With a microphone. How far away are we from our goal? We're $7,000 away from our goal with seven days to go. I think we can totally do this. We can totally do it. Crush we can it. totally do this. So what we need is for people to go to Kickstarter. We are, I believe, still the featured story on the front page of Kickstarter as Ooh, their yeah. highlighted campaign and kick in whatever you can. There's really awesome um, giveaways in exchange for being part of our tribe. And last week, our show posted late because I got a text message from Jack yes. that said, the, the website, as we have it, is literally crumbling. And so... It is. <laughs> it's not a marketing girl. ploy. It's, it it's not, actually falling apart. We seriously need you. So if you're someone who enjoys waiting till the last minute or is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting to it. Every time I talk to my brother, I'm like, have you done it yet? Yeah, I'm getting to it. So, Joey. Now's the time. Now the time. Also, if you All like right. Sharp and Hot and sometimes say, I wish I had my own Sharp and Hot, you can, for one season, have your own show for a $5,000 pledge. That would be incredible. Right? I would help yeah. someone produce that. That's right. They could be um, sharper and hotter. Ooh. <laughs> I was actually... <laughs> or almost as sharp and almost Yeah, as I don't know. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> I was thinking, like, do we should we come up with a name for the people who listen to the show so I can stop calling them the listeners? And then I was like, we could be the Sharpies. The Sharpies. And the then sharp I thought that's, hotties. like, probably already trademarked. Just joking. Yeah, so. How about hotties? We could be the hotties. I don't know. I feel like that's... I, mean, I, that's, I made the joke off... off uh, how did that start? Oh, about the conversation about gluten. Yeah, okay. So that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, we need to take a break because joining us also in the studio are Chef James Kelly and my dear friend Keith Beavers, who are the owner and the chef of Invino in the East Village. They yeah. are creating a little wine bar renaissance on East 4th Street, and we're going to talk with, to them after the break. This song is called Kill Me in the Summertime by the Dead Stars. This is Sharp and Hot. See you in a minute. Could an app be the answer to a better garden? Absolutely. It's the new free app, Homegrown with Bonnie Plants. Note, track, and photograph your garden's progress. Personalize your weather and reminders. Get variety info, grow guides, hands-free dictation, and more. The Homegrown with Bonnie Plants app. The sharpest tool in your garden. 
Download it free on the App Store. Welcome back to Sharp and Hot. There we are. Stop looking at your phone, Peterson. Welcome Me back too. to Sharp and Hot. <laughs> I was posting our picture from before. Uh, right. We were having so much fun here in the studio <laughs> with my students and my friend Kalila from NYU. Hi, guys. Hi. And now joining us, we have Chef James Kelly, who is the uh, Brains in the Kitchen at Invino, which is owned by my friend Keith Beavers. Hi, Keith. What's up? Hi, Chef. Hello. How are you guys? Fantastic. Awesome. Wonderful. So, Keith, <laughs> let's get it out of the way first. Um, I was trying to figure out if you were giving away free tattoos, and then I realized it's not I-N-G, it's I-N-E, and I said, what's free tattooing? And I said, oh, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is a Star Wars... It is a Star Wars reference. It is the... It's actually called Tatooine. Oh. It's a quick double consonant, okay. and as pronounced by the one and only Luke Skywalker. How did uh, Chewbacca pronounce it? <laughs> but Tatooine is where the huts live, so down with the huts. Drop of the huts. Okay. Forget that. Okay. This is so lost on me. Yeah. I'm more articulate about football, and that's saying a lot. Wow. <laughs> So, Keith, you have owned Invino for quite some time, and I, uh, you and I worked together because you are a consummate entertainer and host and a front-of-house guy, <laughs> and you bought this restaurant with the dream of revitalizing it and making it your own. So, tell me about that. What was it like when you got it, and what did you hope that it could be? And then we'll bring in James and see if he's living up to your expectations. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I bought the restaurant with a business partner in um, 2007, and that same year I opened up a little wine shop on Avenue C called Alphabet City Wine Company, and for a good seven years, me and my business partner had both. Uh, last, in, last year, I took the restaurant over 100%. I've always wanted to have a true, fun, engaging restaurant where it's not just about the food, the music is important. The well, the food is the core. The wine, of course, I'm a wine guy, so that's my that's my thing. But I need, I wanted to find somebody in the kitchen that was going to like add to the the energy that was happening at Invino. And uh, I've always wanted to do wine classes. When I had the wine shop, it was you know retail is not a very you'd think it is, but it's not a very social environment. Right. I mean, you're constantly stocking like, hi, how can I help you? Can you tell Did me you, where the Barefoot uh, Cellars is? You some yeah. uh, Savignon Blanc? <laughs> um, so I made it a social environment. I had like little couches and chairs in the wine shop and encouraged people to come and hang out. So that's so I, when I got to the restaurant, I wanted to take that social energy and bring it into the restaurant as well. And so you have weekly wine classes. Yes. So plug those because they sound super fun. And if I didn't have a two-year-old or lived, you know, 40 <laughs> miles out of the city, I'd be there every week. They're so fun. I mean, it, you know, the, the whole my whole thing is wine. You know, when I had the wine shop, it was international wine. But in Vino, is Italian wine. But the nice thing about Italian wines are 20 regions. Right. And every region is its own country of food and wine. So there's plenty to play around with. But I also like to make sure that I'm teaching people about all aspects of wine. On a consumer level, you know, and so every Tuesday for 20 bucks, I pop four bottles of wine in some sort of theme. Um, so one of the most popular ones right now is blind tasting. It's a lot of fun where people come in. I actually print out uh, the Master Psalm uh, 
blind tasting exam sheet, right? and we How go through fun. two of them, and then I leave everybody alone for two of them. And this, what I love about New Yorkers is I say this in the beginning, guys, this is not a competition. <laughs> We're just trying to exercise the gray matter here, trying to understand the wine is in your glass. But literally by the third wine, like, I got Carmen there! <laughs> I got it! <laughs> okay, yes, sir, you won. <laughs> but it's a, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's, it's about engaging the customer and letting the customer feel confident and comfortable. Especially when you're sitting in a restaurant environment learning about wine. You're actually in the place that gives you the anxiety. And I'm trying to strip that away. So every week for 20 bucks, four wines, different themes. It's on the website. And vino-ny.com. So I had the pleasure of coming and dining there a few weeks ago with my husband, which is a really rare treat because parenthood. Um, so grandma and grandpa watched James and we came in. Not and me. That didn't watch me. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Different James. <laughs> right, different James. But you have an excellent name, I have to say. Your parents made a very good choice. Um, <laughs> but we had... The most incredible meal. Everything was just perfect. And we sat at the bar, which is something that I really enjoy doing and recommend to people because mm-hmm. if you sit at the table, it's great and it's super intimate. And if you have like conversation you want to have between two people, that's one thing. But if you sit at the bar, you have like the energy of the other people right. around you. Mm-hmm. Plus, Keith was there entertain- entertaining everyone. Um, and I walked away with a photograph of the label of the Ribiola Giallo. That you poured for us? Yes. I will chase that wine for the rest of my life. Yes. That's one of the best wow. glasses of wine I've ever had. I think had. it's available in Jersey. The guy, <laughs> so the guy who I showed the label to was like, he's like, yeah, these are, they're really, they're really good. I don't know where to get them. Really? But it's like, cause we're like warehouse style. Yo girl, I got you. All right. You got to hook it. You got to hook me up. Tell me where I will yeah. drive. I will drive for that wine because it was excellent. I'll make it happen. And it was paired with courses of incredibly creative and delicious food. So Chef James, you have come from Babo, yep. right? So you have a Italian pedigree behind you, and yep. now you are helming a kitchen for someone who has basically said, and I know all this because I helped put you two yeah, together. You actually, I like saying that I'm on the radio show of the person who hired me. No match offense maker, to Keith. Maker, <laughs> maker, so I, I matchmaked these two, <laughs> and uh, matchmoked? Matchmoked. Matchmoked. Uh, I matchmaked these two, and... Um, I just saw in both of you, I was like, yes, this is going to work. And we interviewed people where I saw, no, not going to work. (laughs) Um, But when you walked in, I was like, that's the guy. Uh, So so now you're in the kitchen with basically full creative control. Keith wanted someone to whom he could say, go do. Yeah. Which is great. Exactly. So tell me, was that overwhelming? Uh, Yeah, it was my first executive chef position. It was uh, something I wanted to do for about... Uh, past six years so it finally like came into fruition Uh, and the most overwhelming thing for me when I first started was I kept hearing uh, my old exec chef and Mario Batali in my ear saying like oh don't do this this is the way don't do this this is how we should do it and then after probably about six weeks in I was like why the hell am I listening to these two you know (laughs) they're not my bosses anymore so it ended up being uh, a much more creative outlet then so I try to, it's an Italian restaurant, so we cook obviously Italian food. My grandmother's Italian, so that's where I always wanted to cook Italian food, or why I always wanted to cook Italian food. But uh, I play around with Italian food as much as I can. So the one dish we have on the menu right now is honestly just shrimp and grits. That's really what it is. Uh, It's not my dish, it's really my sous chef's. Uh, He's from Alabama, so... 
I figured out a way where we can actually legitimately put Italian shrimp and grits on. So most chefs would be like, oh, from your sous chef, I want to put shrimp and grits on the menu. No, it's not Italian. But my idea was, how are we going to figure out how, how it is Italian? So Friuli is the only region I can come up with that both has shrimp and polenta. So we're calling it Friulian shrimp and polenta. <laughs> is it just as simple as putting the word in the name Friuli in front? Or is it like, well, That's, we also use some olive oil and we use... Yeah, and it's, and uh, there's some tricks with it. Like uh, we're using polenta, not grits. It's a little like different grind. We're using calabrese sausage instead of andouille because calabrese is Italian. Uh, you know, and every other ingredient is an Italian ingredient. So, uh, and there are so few. I mean, you guys, NYU students, probably know this best of all, like because you're all immersed in the actual study. But there are so few culinary cultures that have not been influenced and aren't influenced. Of course, you know, of course, like, yeah. You know, anytime I get a. Speaking of that pile of cookbooks that I get, right. like another really another macaroni and cheese recipe that you're going to take credit for. Like to right. me, it's just like right. be creative. Like, yeah. You know, like we live in this globalized place yeah. now where mm-hmm. you can. So, Keith, what are you pairing with a Friuli and shrimp and grits? Well, Emily, I would pair it with a um, <laughs> a crispy pear driven um, <laughs> light minerality on the white wine, but with some depth. And I would that would is a result, result that's. Ribola Jala. That's the one, That's right? That's thing, yeah. I'll tell you, that wine was like <laughs> tangerines and pistachios, and it was so clear. Like and it's, it's from Friuli. Yeah. Oh. Perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, no, but it's a nice, deep white wine. It has the crispiness. It has minerality. It has the pear fruit. It has the, the pistachios and the apricot, but it does have some depth to it because the polenta is going to be kind of Super heavy. Super yeah. A particular type of wine that illustrates the like what grapes are capable of. I feel like that's that's what people should drink and be like, oh, that's why grapes are so yeah, fucking Freely cool. Is it's a not fun place. just Merlot and yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Freely does Merlot very well. Does Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, and more of the Bordeaux varieties. It's more of a historical thing as a result of Phylloxera. I'm feeling Kalila's eyes burning in the back. I'm sorry, I knocked Merlot. Didn't we have that conversation about sideways and how oh, sideways? Oh, yeah, how yeah. pulled up all of. I'm from Sonoma. Here we go. And sideways came out, and it was like all of a sudden the Merlot market just tanked in Sonoma, and everybody started ripping out like 80 year old vines to plant Pinot. Well, I did a whole. Uh, like, uh, I uh, I write for a website called VinePair.com, which is a uh, kind of a consumer content driven website, and I actually did a post on in defense of Merlot. Yeah, yeah I feel bad that I just I. It's like it's like knocking the blue box of macaroni and cheese. It's low hanging fruit. Yeah, <laughs> we can knock Pinot Noir now because it's over. Now it's being overdone. Now it's overdone. So, um, Chef James, where do you find your creative inspiration from? What where do you look to when you feel like you need some insight? Uh, I don't. Re- I don't think I really look anywhere particularly. I usually try to make a joke with the food <laughs> I'm doing. So, like the shrimp and grits is a joke. Uh, over the winter, we did uh, a snails dish, and nobody really serves snails because everybody's afraid of it. Especially in Italy, Italian food, everybody thinks of escargot. It's a French word, you know, in demi glace or in you know shallots, butter, garlic, like everybody does. Uh, so I wanted to put shrimp back in there. I'm sorry, snails back in their shells. So I did shell pasta with it, and nobody got the joke ever. <laughs> even so, when we explained it, like, even though I would explain it at the table and be like, "Oh, I'm so happy you're trying," you know, the snails dish. I didn't do it with shallots, garlic, and butter. I did it with Roman cauliflower and cauliflower puree and galletta olives. So it was very Italian. 
And when I was like, oh, how do you get the joke? What joke? Like, the dish was delicious. It's like, I put snails back in their shells. No, you didn't. Like, shell <laughs> no. pasta, dude. Shell right. pasta. You're allowed to laugh. Uh, he also has a, um, is a risotto sporco, right? That's a play yeah. on New Orleans dirty rice. Yeah, so I do a risotto dish with every element of risotto and every element of dirty rice, which I put on the menu before my Alabama sous chef came on. Right. So, <laughs> and he said it was about, good, so that's, so that, that, that ends up working okay. out, you know? Do we, okay. do, we, do we talk about the alphabet pasta? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, on our, so awesome. on our brunch menu, so we just uh, opened for brunch last weekend. Uh, for the first time, so it's we we were packed. It was awesome. Saturdays and Sundays, yeah. Uh, bottomless mimosas from eleven thirty to three thirty. If you pay with the cover app, and it's great. Like <laughs> cover app's awesome. Cover app's great. Uh, so this is one of those creative dishes where I love pasta salad, and everybody. It's one of those things that everybody does, like mac and cheese. You know, you've probably been eating it from your mother since like you're four years old. So my joke was like, how do I actually make pasta salad cool? So I wanted to do Alphabet City Pasta because, you know, the restaurant's in Alphabet City. So I found a company that makes alphabet pasta for children. So I'm literally making a pasta salad with alphabets. That's cute. And then I'm going to buy all the vegetables for the pasta salad from the uh, farmer's market in Alphabet City. So that's cool. It's literally just going to be pasta salad. That's great. But it's Alphabet City pasta salad. Yeah, but it's got some thought behind it. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. And it pairs very well with our in-house... Robola Jala? You can't use that pairing for everything. Damn! I don't know. It's the only white wine we have on the list. I don't have any white wines. Uh, no, but we have this... Uh, um, one, of our, one of our very good friends and employees, uh, Matthew created this pretty amazing Prosecco cocktail that we have in addition to the mimosa thing. And it's called El Mostro Verde, which is, means the green monster. And it's just... Uh, That's a stupid Boston reference, too. I just realized that. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, ah, yeah, it is. He's Matthew, right. he's from, you know, yeah, he he's snuck that in without us realizing. <laughs> sneaky not, dude. Uh, hey, Matthew, you're a sneaky dude. They, they just got it, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> you're very sneaky. <laughs> uh, it's a... Uh, Green tea infused into a, like a simple syrup, and then uh, mixed with prosecco and a green mint leaf. That'll that'll and pick you up on a Sunday morning. It oh, yeah. is absolutely delicious. Okay, <laughs> and it goes really well with alpha soup pasta. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went and I absolutely, I just I was blown away because it's whimsical and it's fun, but it's also really really comfortable and really really delicious. And I applaud you guys. Thank you. That's Thanks. what a restaurant should be, right? Mm-hmm. Should be fun, active. Yep. The music, highly curated. <laughs> Um, Keith, Keith curates the playlists. The I have five brunch playlists, ladies and gentlemen. Not five, one, five, not two, not three, or f- five, five brunch soon playlists. Soon to be six. You like hip hop? We got that. <laughs> got How do you soul. decide what you're going to put? put it's play all about in? the mood, man. <laughs> Are there clouds in the sky? Uh, <laughs> Is it? What's the forecast? Is it hot? Do you guys? How you feeling? Sun's going down. Everything is thought about. Yeah, everything yeah. is thought about. Okay, so it is in Vito. It is on East Fourth Street between. A and between A and B, B, way over there. No train. You got it's worth yeah, the trip. You got to walk, but it's worth it. It's worth it's it. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. I went all the way from New Jersey. It's totally worth it. There you go. Um, and in vino nyc dot com. Yep, you got all the playlists that are now up on the 
website. Oh, really? Yeah, so you, I'm even putting more up. We, did a, we have a nice 70s, 80s list that we're putting up soon. Maybe I should hire Keith so on my website. You can see all the all menus. The I want to do dinner menu. We don't. have a tasting menu for $55 a person with pairings. We have the brunch menus up there. Everything's on the plate. I mean, <laughs> the playlist up there. <laughs> Everything's on the website. But maybe the food could be called the playlist, too, because it's playful. And like there's, there's something there. Well, I do have a wine playlist that has songs that actually mention wine in it. Them. Do you listen to WFUV? Now. They do that every day. They really? they send out a, like tell us songs that have to do with sun or songs that have to do with teachers uh-huh. or songs that have to do with, and then people and on Facebook sometimes they're genuine and sometimes they're snarky, but they do do it. <laughs> <laughs> I will pair music with your food. <laughs> okay, pizza playlist. So song. let's see. <laughs> and um, oh god, there's somebody eating right outside the window here, and normally yeah. I just I love watching them today. I'm so full, and I have like meat sweats, and I'm just like, oh god. I have meat sweats. And he's Is that literally rare, you think? Yeah, he's eating a slab of meat. Oh god. Um, and he doesn't even know we're talking about nope, it. Nope, no idea. No idea. Sometimes hey, sometimes fella. they notice when we're all looking. Let's all look. Hey, little fella. Happy thinking my own. He's alone, too. Is that tea? <laughs> Is there whiskey in that Coke? Uh, Poor thing. Um, I should give him a card on the way out. Be like, hey, episode 84. You were our friend inside our heads. Whatever. We had a whole story story about your life, bro, and how you found yourself here. And who's on the show next week? All right. Next week, we have Chef Courtney Contos um, and also Chef Todd Kelly. We have two chefs chefs on. It's going to be very exciting. One with cooking school and one with a um, more farm-to-table kind of like themed restaurant. So it should be interesting. Can't wait. Awesome. Okay, everybody. So um, when you're done listening, go over to kickstarter.com. Kick in your fair share. Uh, If you love Sharp and Hot, we would love to have you be part of our tribe and know that we really, truly appreciate it. Um, And Sharp and Hot, hashtag sharpenhot.com on Instagram. Show us. Show, show us, us your, your food weird adventures. Fish. Yeah. Show us your weird. And I have. Emily, been I, don't th- I don't know if this is a sharp and hot <laughs> listener, but we got a donation from Daniel midway through the show. So we I just want to. Sh- I just want to shout out Daniel. Maybe he's a sharp and hot listener. I don't hey, know. Hey Daniel, right, thank Daniel. you. If you're listening live right now, know that we truly, truly could not. We could not have the show without the support of listeners like exactly. you. So we truly appreciate it. Be I Daniel, say, everybody. Be, be <laughs> Daniel. Awesome. I wonder if Daniel he, He's that's on his phone him. Oh my god That's, that's him That is so long That's like Knock in the glass He's like I'm gonna give back Give back right now <laughs> And didn't um, you belch or something And what Weren't you gonna belch I feel it It's coming I got Guys it kept happening When I wasn't in the, like The talking things And everyone else was talking I was like They were kind of like Holding them back So I didn't want to You know I find my uh, My upright posture is helping If I was to like Do this thing back thing Can anyone do it on command There's not one person In this room That could do it on command it's not the Howard Stern show. I, know, I can. No. If I actually belch, my I'm mother old. can. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm getting overexcited. It's two thirty. I'm sorry. She's so talented. I if, it, when if I actually burp, I call my husband to tell him because it doesn't normally happen. That's I really, so I'm not somebody who burps a lot. I save it for the air. I save radio gold. Love it. You think you know it? Do it. Oh, when everyone's looking. Right. Oh, you just do it behind my you got, shoulder. You got burp shot. Just pretend. Just like It'll kick up on the mics. <laughs> and with that, everyone, we leave you Yay. with another episode of Sharp and Hot. You can find out more about me on Twitter at ChefMLEP, sharpandhot.com, at Rebel Milk, is, at under, Rebel underscore Milk is Anne Hogan, <laughs> producer extraordinaire. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next week, everyone, keep playing with fire and knives. Sharp and hot.
program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.